Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. Have you ever thought about strengthening multiple areas of your life at the same time? Then you've come to the right place. Our goal is to help you identify ways that you might need a progressive overload to break through those plateaus and keep you growing. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Progressive Overload Podcast. If you're watching online, you can see clearly that we have uh, shirts that have been made. Look at that. You can see clearly now we have t-shirts. That's right. Um, And I'm excited to say that we ordered sizes and all of them fit, seemingly. Oh, yeah, dude. (laughs) We look good in these shirts. So um, that's exciting news. And um, I wanted to tell you guys, I've been having some trouble with my diet lately. Um, Uh Uh-oh. But I did tell my daughter, I said, you always want to knock on the refrigerator door. Do you know why? Oh, no. Why? Have you ever heard this? I have not heard this. Okay, good. It's one of Adam's you, infamous You have to knock on the refrigerator door every time mm-hmm. um, because there could be a salad dressing. Oh. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just right. going to go there. Yeah. All right. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I thought it was worth noting because I uh, <laughs> spent a lot of time at the refrigerator. So yeah. uh, Sounds like you had an experience with this. Well, walked in on the salad dressing. I, yeah, certainly. And that's Joe's favorite. As uh, long as it's ranch, I'm good. Joe's favorite oh, condiment gosh. is ranch. So yeah, he it's drowns my, everything. Not, no, that's not ranch. my favorite condiment. That's my favorite food group. Oh, yeah. yes. It is yeah. a food it's, group. Yeah. All of it. It's its own category. Okay, good. Wow. Ugh. So when I, when, I eat pizza, when I eat pizza and dip it in my ranch, I'm not eating ranch with my pizza. I'm eating pizza with my ranch. Mm. Is that true? Have you seen this? Yes, it's awful. Oh. Anything. Just go eat lunch with him. He'll either, he's a child, he'll put ketchup all over it, uh-huh. or it's ranch. Okay. Sometimes both. No, I don't mix those two. That's I'm, a I, no-no. I don't know. I've, I'm pretty sure I've seen <laughs> That's it. That's a It's questionable. <laughs> it's questionable. Okay. Nobody in heaven put ranch and ketchup together. Oh, okay. Yeah. The only thing <laughs> I, the like, only time, the only time I ever mix condiments, I think, is if I'm eating a corn dog. I'll mix, uh, yeah. I'll mix ketchup and yeah. mustard or something like right. that. We all turn, we all turn into four-year-olds when we eat hot dogs. Right? That's true. <laughs> Very true. Yeah. Um, oh, all right. Man. Well, nonetheless, welcome to the Progressive Overload <laughs> podcast and all of our weird uh, food critiques that yes. we have, yes. and a few things about fitness and faith. We're glad that you're uh-huh. here. Um, did you know? Um, and Joe, you can tell me what's going on. Every time you hear our podcast, our opening to the podcast, there is background music, mm-hmm. and that is none other than Joe Copeland and a few of his friends, right? Yes, that's my old high school band, dude. Talented. Wow. Yes. So we, our bass player Zeth, we play. His uncle was a uh, recording artist or a, a recording technician at a really, really fancy uh, studio in uh, in the Dallas Fort Worth area. And so we got free studio time and we, you know, we wrote a couple songs and we got to record like two different, uh, EPs or CDs. And, uh, so the intro music is called open heart and it's, uh, it's one of our songs that one of my friends Austin wrote. And, uh, is it we were, on Spotify? Huh? Is it on Spotify? No, I'm thinking that I'm going to put yeah, it on, put it it's on, on there, SoundCloud. Man. It is on SoundCloud, but it never got yeah. put on. But, okay. anyways, but you have to put the cover eye where you got your eyeliner Where I have my eyeliner. Oh, yeah. I'll do it. I'll it's, do it. It's so amazing watching, seeing, seeing the old Emo Joe. Emo Joe. Emo Joe. Emo Joe. Emo. I love it. Emo Joe. I'll take it. That's, that should be your band name. <laughs> okay, let's go. Guys, let's get back together. Let's have a reunion concert. Hey, All right. Yeah. Well, cool. Well, yeah. tell in that um, Zeth is that his name? Yeah, Zeth. Okay, Zeth is also part of the CrossFit community, right? Yeah, yeah. I was telling right. you guys about him. What, uh, what's the deal with CrossFit? <laughs> 
Oh, you know, he texted me the other day. He was like, "Dude, if y'all keep uh, if y'all keep dogging CrossFit, I'm gonna have to stop listening to your podcast." <laughs> and I was excited. I was like, "Oh, I didn't know you're actually listening." Thanks. That was the only thing I got away from that. But uh, no, I'm just joking. So what that what that kind of gave me the idea of talking about all these different modes of exercise or of lifting mainly. Um, in in the weightlifting umbrella, there's so many different. Um, modes of that and so today i want to discuss powerlifting, bodybuilding strongman competition type athletes and then crossfit and so what i want to do is kind of break them down and uh, you know inform people on what they are what they do have their mentalities behind what they do and then kind of take away the the pros of each category and the cons and just kind of talk about the best things that we can get from each mode of of lifting right Sound good? and I, I would say on all of them there's more pros and cons you know, oh, yeah. If you're getting up off yeah. the couch and doing anything, of course. I'm, I'm proud of you. Of course. Right. Yeah, this is. we're not going to say any of these are bad or you shouldn't be doing any of these. Absolutely yeah. not. Because, yeah. But everybody has their preferences and where they exactly. fall in. Yeah. So I think that it's pretty cool that in the lifting community, there's so many ways and places to go. Absolutely. You know. Yeah, for sure. All right. So let's talk about one of the first ones that comes to my mind is the power lifter. And yeah. Typically, I don't see these people in the gym very much. Um, not because not they're in not in the gym, but they're not in our gym. Yeah, right. Um, right. There might, there probably are a few people that could fit in that category uh, in our community. Yeah. yeah. Um, but what are they? Let's define yeah. what they are first. So, how do you even define a power lifter? How would you know it if you saw it? Right. So, a power lifter has one goal, and that's to be as strong as possible on a one rep max of bench, squat, and deadlift. Those are, those are their three goals that they have, and that's all they want to do. Uh, they want to be as strong as possible. And so, of course, we're talking about the competing power lifter. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, you know, I, some, I go through phases where I train like a power lifter, um, but I'm not in trying to compete or anything like that because I would get obliterated. Um, but kind of their mentality is everything I'm doing in the gym is – focused on helping those three main lifts mm-hmm. yeah okay. the, the big three is what they call yeah. them and i i actually love training as a power lifter yeah i've never competed and don't plan on it but um barbell lifting to me is my favorite form of lifting for so, sure and i love those three lifts so. to me to me barbell is kind of the gold standard mm-hmm. for all Agreed. three of these main things i mean uh you can always you know modify exercises and go with the dumbbell route or kettlebell route but um i feel like the barbell should be uh, a, a goal of ours to master the barbell movements. Well, they're just so good. They're you know they're functional because they're all compound lifts. Yeah. They require a bunch of different muscle groups, you know, to perform each one, and uh, it translates well to a bunch of other things, especially like athletics. For sure. You know, one hundred percent. You know, just a deadlift, for instance, um, in fighting and jujitsu and stuff. Having that good posture, that posterior chain, that's strong enough to be able to posture out of stuff. Exactly. It's it's huge. Yeah, yeah. One of the best things that powerlifters do is they they take biomechanics to a whole nother level and they do everything in their power to maximize efficiency in a lift and, and make sure like uh, Adam, I remember you a couple episodes ago, you asked us about the, uh, the benchers who are who are doing that massive arch yes. and, and try what that is, is just trying to make that, that lift as easy as possible and, and leverage any sort of, um, what's the word I'm thinking of, uh, opportunity to not have to lift it as much right shorten the range of motion motion. yeah yeah is basically what the goal is so but an actual bodybuilder or power lifter i should say we'll get to bodybuilding next um but a power lifter won't do that as a cheat will they 
if it's in with if it's within the confines of the rules of the competition, okay. they will do everything in their power okay. to hit those gray areas. Okay. So there's also when I think about this, I think about um, I was at a in a community once that had powerlifting as as a sport in their school. Of course, yeah. Um, and I, how do you go about looking at that from a technical standpoint? Because technically, their lifts, you watch them. If you watch them in their competitions, you you kind of go, eh. Sometimes their mm-hmm. their technique is great, and sometimes right. it is not. Right. Right. And how do you get around that from both a therapy standpoint and a trainer standpoint? Because I looked at those powerlifting guys in our in our high school, and I'm like, y'all are going to get hurt. That's right. the first thing I think of. Right. I, I got to say, like, first off, high school powerlifting might not be the best place to view it and, and, okay. and critique sure. their form For and sure. that kind of thing. Um, and But I will also say that a lot of powerlifters will tell you the form, whatever form works to put up the most weight is the proper form. Absolutely. So okay. whatever that means to you, you know, take that for what it is. Yeah. From a therapy standpoint, though, um, I like things to be symmetrical. I like things to have uh, a good solid base. I want, you know, I, I want it to be as stable as possible. I want those joints stable right. while we're, we're tightening everything up right. to lift. And sometimes they don't have the best form when it comes to whatever gets that weight up. It's all, right. all they care about. Yeah, okay. For sure. And, you know, one negative of powerlifting is, like you just said, it's not great for longevity. It's You don't see a whole lot of 50, 60, 70-year-olds doing powerlifting. Sure. <clears throat> and so that's that's one of the potential negatives of it is it's most people don't stick with that kind of mode for a long period of time. Of course, you can still continue to do barbell movements, but you can't push it like that forever. Unless right. you're competing in it, and that's just a desire of yours. Power lifters. Are there famous power lifters? I'm sure there are. I can't think I, of I know, any. I'm sitting here trying to think They're of not one. that no. famous then. No, there's not a lot <laughs> of money can. in it. That's okay. Thing, you know? Yeah. Um, right. some, uh, what I, I, with powerlifting, uh, the way I like to use this in my, in my prescription of exercise to clients, um, if I have somebody who is just hyper-focused on the scale hyper-focused on how they look, losing weight, blah, blah, blah. What I'll do is I'll take them through a powerlifting type uh, program that's going to get their mind off of the scale and onto weight, and the weight on the bar. Mm-hmm. And so it's good for people who struggle with body dysmorphia or who are having a hard time staying motivated in the gym because they're not losing weight. Start a powerlifting program, and you're going to see those numbers go up every week by week by week, um, hopefully, and that's going to help really keep you motivated so what i love about that too is it's a good way to go ahead and put a base of muscle on a For person sure. too absolutely so that will lead into other forms of lifting yeah. and stuff um just because they're great compound movements yeah yeah power lifters do tend to ignore like the small muscle stuff like you don't yeah. see power lifters doing uh rear rear delt raises or not or, often, or, no. um, or you know chest flies but um they are gonna hit they're gonna have an overall muscular mm-hmm. fit strong body and very functional too Right. Very functional. Yeah. Good for power lifters. Right. They're not always the healthiest looking people either. That's the no, funny thing. It is. requires, I mean, unless you're trying to stay in within a weight category, it does yep. not require much dietary discipline. Nope. Nope. It's protein. Okay. It's protein. <laughs> yeah. I'm trying to figure out which category I fit into, and we'll get to that at the end of the episode, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> so good for power lifters. Um, all right. So tell me a little bit about bodybuilders and how yep. they're different from power lifters. Right. Um, this one's probably the one that most people are most familiar with is just it's exercising and lifting weights in order to look a certain way. So they are focused on 
sculpting, shaping in any way possible. And that's like the only thing they care about. Most like real, most like professional bodybuilders don't care how much weight they lift. What they, what they care about is getting a great squeeze in the muscle that they're trying mm-hmm. to feel it in. They're, they're going <clears> to, <throat> like the power lifters will, will adjust form and technique in order, wh- whatever it takes to make the lift happen. Mm-hmm. Bodybuilders will adjust form and technique to feel the muscle in certain different areas that they're trying to work. Yeah, contraction. They, they're, chas- they're chasing that, that muscular tearing so that they can yeah. build upon itself and, exactly. and make bigger muscle bellies. Exactly. Yeah. Okay. And bigger muscle bellies don't necessarily ever mean stronger muscles. No. No. You can have kind of balloon-looking muscles that are, I mean, are a lot less strong than, mm-hmm. you know, someone smaller than you. That's interesting. So yeah. if you just, when would you ever prescribe this? Uh, almost everybody, <laughs> for me personally. Okay. Uh, because they're mostly always coming to me wanting to look better, wanting to look more toned or or put muscle on certain areas. So that's when I can sit here and just say, but what would you say to the person that says, I don't want to look like Arnold, (laughs) you know, when I get finished and you, (laughs) and you tell them what good, you're not going, you're not going to. (laughs) Yeah. That's one of my favorite Arnold quotes. Have you heard that? (laughs) No, I guess not. He said, I always get tired when people tell me, Oh, I never want to look like you. And he's, and what Arnold always says is good. Cause you never will. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> a little Russian on there. Was it? Yeah, yeah, that, that was, was a, little Russian. a little more Russian than uh, <laughs> get out. Yeah. There you That's go. Better. That's, That's better. better. Yeah. Funny. But I would say that also leads to, uh, some of the cons too, because a lot of people yeah. come at you. It's all about the look. It's mm-hmm. all about the look. So a lot of these individuals, it attracts a certain individual that is very self-conscious with their appearance. Mm. In yeah. fact, anybody that I've met in the bodybuilding community, none of them are happy with what they look like. Oh, no. At all. No. They're always mm. like, well, my delts could be bigger or right, my exactly. lats could be bigger or, you know, whatever. I'm like, dude, you look like a Greek god. Yeah. Right. Like, Your what house. are you talking about, yeah. man? Almost anybody that take that are in serious bodybuilding, they have severe body dysmorphia. Oh, they're hypercritical sure. of themselves. For sure. They'll... Hmm. They'll almost, even people on stage, I've said this before on the podcast, Any, even the people that are on stage winning medals or even they got their pro card, just like you just said, oh, I wish my calves were a little bit bigger. Yeah, you know, they're just something. never satisfied. Never and so satisfied. that can be a dangerous place to get in. Well, and then, you know, a lot of times too, and I, I met, this is probably with lifting in general, but um, it can lead to a lot to drug use too with steroids yeah. and these other things that are Absolutely. not always health-minded. It's all about... Um, in powerlifting, it's all about getting a, a, a heavier lift. And then bodybuilding, it's all about making the body look as good as possible. And what people will do sometimes to make that work, they'll go to extremes. For sure. Absolutely. So I don't know much about this community because clearly I'm not a bodybuilder. Um, I know I don't fit what? into that category. Um, yeah, right. Um, <laughs> will they do like you do, like you guys do, Tyson, with a fight? Will they do weight cuts? Yeah. Will they do water? 100%. You know, Yep, yep. It's real similar, especially uh, when it comes to the weight cutting part of it. Yeah. Most of the time, when they look their absolute best, they're on stage. They're like minutes from dying. Oh, they're so, so they're yeah. so depleted with dehydrated and salts intake so low. Their skin is almost transparent because all the moisture's out of it. That's you, why they look the way they do. They want that's why to, they paint them. And yeah, that's the other thing is is yeah. they all you know all of them look the same color because they all paint these really dark colors so that it creates the shadow effect on the muscle bellies. Yeah. To to make a better look. Interesting. Yeah. Okay, so. Good for bodybuilders. Yeah, um, it's the only place where blackface is still acceptable. <laughs> where what? It's only it's the only place where blackface is still acceptable is the bodybuilding community. <laughs> oh, because of the sp- yeah. I'm just wanna- kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> That's interesting, <laughs> but it's true. Okay, 
Um, oh, I, I'm trying to decide. I, I heard a quote from Arnold, and he's probably a famous, you know, to me, he's like the most famous bodybuilder. Yeah. I don't know if there's probably one more famous, but he's the one I think of when I think yeah. of bodybuilding. Yeah. And he said, I don't even start to count till it burns. <laughs> that yeah. was actually uh, Muhammad Ali who said that. Oh, okay. Oh, really? So Muhammad Ali said that. Yep, yep. I did not know that. I some stand reporter, corrected. Yeah, some reporter asked him, you know, how many sit-ups do you do? He said, no, I don't know. I don't, car- I don't start counting until it starts burning. Oh, I love that. But that, to me, would get you into the bodybuilding realm. For sure. Sure. Yeah, Because sure. you're going to They tear. live to failure all the time. Yeah. Yeah. Which, which can be a dangerous place to be. Yeah. Okay. All right. If you're doing it constantly. Um, interesting. Now, yeah. this this category is one that I might actually fit in best. What is it? What strong is it? Man? Yeah, what is it? And mm-hmm. what is it all about? Yeah. Tyson, what's Strongman? So Strongman is basically, um, it, it's, a, it's a form of lifting where they do a whole lot of functional lifts, like uh, farmer walks, and they do... Uh, What's the Highland Games where they 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 yes. take these uh, kegs and they uh-huh. throw Keg them throws. as high as they can? Like there's a bunch of different events yeah. that they do. Atlas stones, right? Carrying atlas stones, yokes. picking atlas stones up to a certain height. Yeah, it's yeah. it's super interesting to me. I love but it. it is intimidating to me too. It's oh, like I'm yeah. I'm not built to be able no. to do any of right. that. It's right. it's weird because I remember watching this as a teenager oh, yes. on ESPN. That was so you know? much fun to watch. And you just, you're amazed by it. You can't take oh, your yeah. eyes off of it because mm-hmm. you, you got these guys and they're holding car batteries out doing, right. you know, delt delt raises, raises with car batteries. I'm like, these guys are fantastic. Yeah. I don't want to stop watching. And then yeah. you, you begin to realize it's a sport. It's yeah. a, it markets well, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know. It's a global it's a spectacle. Yeah, it's a global sport. Oh man, to me, it's the freak of freaks that are in there, though, yeah. too. Like you look at uh, what's his name, the mountain. I oh think, yeah, uh, is that uh, Half Thor? Yeah, there's, there's yeah. a couple. There's of those. a couple of them. Bunch of Ragnarsons. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> of course, they're all they're yeah. all these Viking descendants. <laughs> know. You know, that's fantastic. Yeah, but, but the thing about it is, you you would look at them and go, they're humongous guys. Yeah, they're huge. But they don't look fit at all. No, they have. I mean, because they they're eating. Some of them do. Some of them actually seventeen thousand calories a day. Yeah, some of them actually have started, you know, changing a little bit to me because I've watched it for a long time and mm-hmm. I don't watch it, you know, currently. Yeah. But I've noticed the guys they begin to look more fit, mm-hmm. yeah. and so they're probably yeah. taking care of their bodies a little more at yeah. this point than they were fifteen years ago, twenty years yeah. ago. Yeah, for sure. And I think it's important to note, like, for our listeners specifically, what for what are you supposed to get out of this? You don't. There's there's ways that you can train like a strongman without without the uh, intention of competing, um, but it's a fun way to train and it and you can get crazy results out of it because what strongmen do is uh, most of their competitions are actually like muscular endurance related like how long can you hold this out or mm-hmm. how long can you pull this car how long can you do this uh, and so a lot of what I call work capacity training and so it's they're like building up maximal amount of capacity to just have amazing feats of strength right and so this is really good things to there's a lot of different things that we can take away from what they do in the gym to what we can do in the gym so one of my favorite kind of uh exercises to do in the gym that strongman typically do is, is a zercher squat have you ever done a zercher squat I have not, no. so do it's basically it. where you hold your elbows uh out in front of you and you you hold the barbell in the crease of your elbows so it's like a front squat but you're holding it with your uh the crease of your elbows okay. i take that back i have done that yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. and so what this is kind of doing is promoting a rounded back lift mm-hmm. um which is required in almost all strongman like the atlas stone like you're not gonna squat up or you're not going to hold a, an atlas stone squat it up 
without having to round your back. Right. And um, it's really important to be able to have that functional type of strength. Because mm-hmm. um, when we're doing back squat, you know, we have to keep that spine alignment and Correct. all that fun stuff. Yeah. But it, training with that rounded back is important. If you've never um, watched or if you don't know what an atlas stone is or if you don't know what some of these things are that we're talking about, just look it up. Um, yeah. I would yeah. encourage you because it's fun to watch. It is. And it's you amazing. can look up the weights for all the stones and all that stuff. Oh, and, it, and they do it. They get heavier and heavier every yeah. every station. Right. Um, I think this, to me, it's like strongman competition. Uh, how how long can I use the post hole digger at home? Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. no, how, that's, that's perfect because it is probably, out of all these four that we're talking about today, it's probably the most, if you train like one, it's probably the most real world functional strength mm-hmm. type okay. activities. Because like I was just talking about, if you're lifting a couch, like I'm about to move houses in a couple of weeks, if I'm picking up a couch, I'm, I don't have it on my back. Like I do a typical barbell squat. I'm holding the weight out in front of me, having mm-hmm. to squat up with it. And that's almost all of the strongman events. Hmm. And so it's very, 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 very functional. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um, um, what about the, the disadvantages of strongman training? Because there's got to be some. For sure. Uh, you have any I, w- I would say it's uh, it's not always very structured as far as hitting every every piece of the body. Right. You know. Right. Like there's there's certain things that get neglected. For sure. Um, which you know, if if you don't use it, you lose it. Mm-hmm. Right. So. Yeah. Uh, whenever whenever I address lifting, I I want to make sure that I'm hitting the entire body. And I think sometimes yeah. a strong man, it's not about that. It's just about getting that keg to go higher. <laughs> right. Right. And um, typically the the equipment needed for particular strongman events are just not readily available in your <laughs> yeah. average gym. Right. I'm going to get Tyson's truck and just pull it in the parking lot. <laughs> <line. laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. I guess that, yeah, you could do that. No, uh, like the, like the log presses, those are hard to come by. Um, most gyms don't have those just laying around. Um, yokes, people don't have a lot of those laying mm-hmm. around. And so some things are just hard to find and hard to do in the, in an average gym. Well, the average, I mean, that's kind of a specialty thing and they take up a lot of space. Yeah. So not all gyms have a spot for all that extra stuff to lay around. Yeah, of course. And I mean, if you're going to do this, make sure you're you're going somewhere where you're going to be instructed by somebody that knows what mm. they're doing. Yeah, for sure. Like I just talked about a while ago, rounded back lifting. That's not something you just need to go. Ooh, I'm going to round my back and then squat. Like, don't just go and do it. There's ways that you need that you can perform that in a healthy. You can go way. do it, then just come see Tyson for therapy. Yeah, yeah. exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah. Go ahead. I was just going to say that's. He's waiting for you in the at the treatment table. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Come on. Come on. Uh, okay. So we have been through power lifters. We've been through bodybuilders. Uh, strong men. Strong man. Strong. I can't figure out if it's strong man or strong men if I'm using the plural. Mm. <laughs> Are you going to get into pronouns here? Yeah. Um, oh, gosh. If you have a flock strong of people, strong, strong, pe- <laughs> strong, thinking, strong, they, I think oh is, my the, gosh. is the, is the, oh yeah, we better not go down that avenue. He-Man and She-Ra are out. Um, <laughs> they don't have a place anymore. Uh, no. That's unfortunate. All right. It is. Um, don't get me started because, uh, all right. Yeah. <laughs> let's keep moving. Um, this is for your friend in the band, CrossFit. Um, by the way, the band was named Unleaded. Like Unleaded. You know, like, oh, yeah. Okay. I know. Because it was a Christian band, so talking about how Christ took the weight off of our back, like the lead was removed, so like you know, it was the best us fifteen-year-olds uh, could do. <laughs> hey, you guys did great. I know. Keep it, 
So uh, there are worse names. There are worse that are actually really famous, like the Butthole Surfers. I've heard that's, a, that's huge, a real band. That's a big band. They they got a lot of music. It's yeah. It's a real hmm. like touring band with a name like that. Yeah. Wow. There's so many places to go with that. I know. <laughs> Sorry not. for you parents who are listening with your children around. <laughs> no, I'm just joking. Maybe that's why that was the key to their success, though. Like people are like, I gotta hear what I gotta they have hear. to say. I mean, I'm intrigued. Yeah, I, I've never listened to their songs. I might go look. You them probably up. have listened to their songs and just, just didn't, didn't know, know it. it. Right, right. CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit. So CrossFit. What this, about uh, CrossFit? I I've explained some of my experience on the podcast before. Uh, when Lex was here, we interviewed Lex. He's a he was a he's a CrossFit coach, and so I talked a little bit about kind of my personal experiences in it. And, how, and I mean, it's if anybody if you mention CrossFit to somebody who's not a CrossFitter, they're mm-hmm. like, and almost always the immediate reaction is like, "Oh, you're gonna get hurt, right?" Yeah. And and I think in early days of CrossFit, that was probably something that happened pretty often. Mm-hmm. People who've never done Olympic movements in their life are being coached by somebody who you know, probably not qualified to teach Olympic lifts. That's a, and anyway, so CrossFit is basically, um, I think I wrote down the definition. Actually, I think this was from the CrossFit website. It's, um, it's defined by constantly varied functional movements executed at a high intensity across a broad, uh, spectrum of modalities. And I would say that's where the injury lies is the high intensity. Exactly. With a complex movement. Yeah. 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 But, uh, when I I was kind of, when when Zeth texted me that he was like, show me something else that's produced more fit people in the world, and I'm like, you know, that's well, pretty 100%. pretty pretty dang good argument right sure. there. Yeah, they're um, very fit. Yeah, dude, for uh, sure. it's in their name. They have to be mm-hmm. <laughs> um, CrossFitters. Yeah. Um, I, I want to know what some of these complex movements are, and have I done them? Right. Um, prob- you may or may not. Probably have not uh, for me, because so what are what I think of these uh what do they call when you get up on the bar the up pull-ups but they're yeah the kip-ups yeah is that what they're called or muscle ups muscle Muscle ups that's what i've heard okay where you get up on the bar and half and then you half your body is up there and Mm -hmm. i'd probably just flip over and fall off right i know some of the main ones that they do that aren't typically done in the other three categories are your olympic movements like snatches Snatches. uh, overhead snatches overhead squats cleans power cleans um and you know olympic lifting is a whole other category than crossfit because Olympic athletes like the strong or like the powerlifters are just going for that one rep max. Mm-hmm. Um, but what CrossFit does is they take those popular Olympic movements and they do them for time. They do them to exhaustion. They do them yeah. uh, for a certain amount of reps. And that's my biggest problem with them because uh, power, I mean, uh, Olympic barbell movements are so stinking technical and so hard to coach because there's there's just thousands and thousands of cues that you have to look at and so as a cses like it's one like what i am the certified strength and conditioning specialist it's one of the highest sought after lifting certifications in the world it's it's one of the only ones that requires a bachelor's in exercise science to get certified in and Mm -hmm. even then i feel nowhere near qualified to teach somebody this and I, i have plenty of experience doing them um but some of like the cf1 the crossfit the first level CrossFit, mm-hmm. it requires nothing but a weekend certification. Yeah. And so that's uh, like my friend Zeth. He's extremely knowledgeable, played college football, super duper strong dude. I showed you a video of him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, super uh, strong. Super duper fit dude. Uh, and so he's obviously an outlier, I would think. Um, but there's people are, are taking people who have never done Olympic movements in their life, coming in, taking them through a, a, 
a four week beginner's course and then all of a sudden they're throwing weight over their head doing uh, yeah. limping movements and stuff. And so I just think it's a little bit dangerous there. Um, well, I'm sh- I'm sure there's good coaches and bad coaches course, just like just with like everything. CSCSs, yeah. You know, uh, you know, if you start them out with a PVC pipe and go through the movements for a week or two first, you know, you can definitely get the mechanics before you start putting weight in their hands. Of course. Hand. Yeah. And most of them are good about doing that. <laughs> but uh um I would say that uh CrossFit one good pro is it translates really well to athletics. For sure. Whenever it comes to, uh, there's a lot of fighters that that primarily uses CrossFit mm-hmm. t- style lifting to to get in shape and that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, like I said, I don't. Right. Um, but I, I understand trying to get a higher intensity out workout put yeah. definitely translates to better performance. Yeah. And tons it, of conditioning too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. And so we've talked about this before. Is this similar to like hit training, but just to exhaustion? It's well, it's like most of their wads are are hit type focus but mm-hmm. they're doing them with heavy weight i see yeah. so when it, typical hit training you think of like body weight or 15 30 pound kettlebells mm-hmm. and battle ropes battle ropes and stuff like that yeah. which but they're using like hundreds of pounds most of the time okay uh, and that's the, the elite guys that are doing that right yeah well i mean even in your average box that you go into you'll see you'll see those kinds of people doing that okay um and so yeah crossfit one of the best things that crossfit has done is create that family group environment certainly like i would i'd love to have i mean i feel like we have a really good environment at our gym but nothing near like like crossfit does because they are a family like they will work out together they will go home and eat they will eat meals together like it is a family and they do that so well um and i think it's that group suffrage mentality and i think that's great one one problem that comes along with it though is the peer pressure to do more Oh yeah, there's a lot of you know you get you get you can do more you can do more weight faster time and man like you said once once you get exhausted and you start pushing a lot of weight that's when you're asking that's when for danger. injury yeah for sure yeah. and I I personally hate that setting and I think I was thinking about this the other day I, th- I think it stems from like high school days because I was super weak in high school I I was a very very late bloomer uh, I was a solid athlete but I was always weaker than all of my other was peers. weaker huh nothing. Oh. Put them in a room now. Dude, I would happens. do anything <laughs> to play football at my size and strength right now. I'd freaking wreck shop, man. Uh, I know. I would totally destroy that 16-year-old. I right. <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking. <laughs> no, I'm saying with other people that I played with back in there because they're – yeah, anyways. Um, but having in that group mentality where I've, I feel like I'm just constantly comparing myself to other mm. people, mm. I just it doesn't work for my for my personality. I understand. I'm thinking about a geriatric basketball game with my peers, you know, from high school. If we would probably run all over them. You would crush. If we would get on the court now, it would be exciting. Yeah, Uh, for about five minutes, we'd be like, Uh, "I need a sub." You'd have to get them out of the nursing home. But oh man, I'm sorry. That's Uh, tough. uh, One another great thing that CrossFit has done to our the fitness industry is there. Prior to CrossFit, there were not a whole lot of female lifters. Mm. It, what it has done is, is it kind of made f- uh, female lifting uh, a popular thing again, and especially barbell. You you almost never saw a female lifting barbells. Right, right. And they well, they're really intimidating. popularized that. Yeah. And I think CrossFit, what it did really well, too, is it became the cool new thing to do, mm-hmm. yeah. which brought in a whole bunch of people, especially when you see a bunch of ladies doing it. Right. And Right, motivates other women to do it. Yeah. So, how long have these things been around? That may, CrossFit's like, the newest, for right. sure. So, it's the newest. What's the oldest? Do you Ooh, think it's question. probably Strongman has the deepest roots I in, in like the Highland Games and stuff, and even yeah, uh, you think the original 
Olympic type things. I was going to say bodybuilding because of the statues that you see with the guys that are just ripped. Yeah. You know, that's possible too. In Athens and, you know, Greece. Yeah. I'd be lying if I told you I knew, but I would, I would think strong men. Yeah. But not sure. All right. That's a good question, huh? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Interesting. All right. Um, So how much has um, social media and the internet like taken these things and it's done some really good things for them, but how much of it is negative because of what you see and you as a, just a general person in the gym, (laughs) I look and I see some of these things happening and I watch videos and I'm like, that's a power lifter. That's a bodybuilder. That's a strong man. That's a crossfitter. And I can do none of what I just saw, (laughs) you know, because they, they put out their highest level performance video, Mm -hmm. you know, of them doing a one rep max or they're doing the bodybuilding to, to pump up their muscles and they look huge and massive. And then the strong man, they're like, this guy's holding the, you know, whatever for eight minutes and he's not even flinching. And then the CrossFitters are doing all of their wonderful movements. And I look at that and go, yeah, I'm not doing any of that. (laughs) So uh, what would you say to somebody like me who looks at this through the lens of social media and goes, what am I supposed to do with all this stuff? Right. I would answer you just like Adam would answer you. (laughs) <laughs> and say uh comparing comparing yourself is a thief of joy uh-huh. yeah that's a very yeah. good statement i wonder who said that <laughs> <laughs> well uh to me what the way i took your question is like what we need to do is is everything that we just talked about the good things let's pick apart the things that these people are doing good and apply those to our own mm. life and our, to our own program and so like for instance you know i think it's important to feel the lifts in the right in the right areas you know uh, it's 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 really important to be connected to our muscles which is really something that bodybuilders do really really well um but i think it's also important to do our best to access the strength that we have or else we'll lose it so there's something positive that we can get from the powerlifters. so and what the way i take all of this is i go through different types of these phases all the time and so I've explained my current program. And in the first four weeks of it was a powerlifter type stage. I was trying to get my bench up as high as I can. I was trying to get my squat up. And everything that I did auxiliary-wise was to try to help that. Then I went to a bodybuilder type phase where I'm, uh, the next six weeks I was focusing on feeling squeezes, doing isometric stuff, doing supersets. And so cycling in and out of these different types of things are the absolute best way to one, keep your body progressing. You're going to progressive, naturally progressive, over, uh, progressively overload your muscles if you cycle through in and, in and out of these. Um, and then also just it's going to keep things changing, going to keep you interested. And so that's why I think it's so important not to marry one of these, especially if your goal is just longevity, health, overall strength. You want to see some muscle gain. Um, okay, so now I'm... That's a I'm, long answer. No, that's fine. I'm thinking about a four-lane highway. If you had all these things in, in a lane right. and you're driving your car, which is you, then it's okay in this setting to swerve into each one of these lanes for just a little while right. and then get back in your lane. Right. And then, you know, sometimes you swerve into it completely and then you swerve out. Sometimes you just get yeah. over the line, but it's safe to do it in small settings or small doses. Um, yeah, and the, and the end of that road is is hopefully longevity. Yeah. And if we if if the if it's applied correctly. Okay. All right. So there's a lot of different um, lifting styles, um, yeah. and I think about that. And what comes to mind whenever you think of the church is <laughs> there's a lot of different 
denominations. Yeah. Do you guys know any other denominations than you know the one that you know? What is the one that you know the most about? And what are some of the ones that you know a little bit about? Can you answer that question? I mean, I grew up Baptist, so that's the one I know the most about. Okay. Uh, last ten years, I've been kind of non-denomination. Okay. Um, and you know, like if I if you were gonna ask me, okay, what's the difference? What 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 is Church of Christ? I'm like, pretty sure the only thing I know about them is they don't use instruments. And like, so, <laughs> uh, Methodist, uh, I could not tell you what they believe differently than Baptist. So I mean, I haven't dug dug into that kind of stuff very much. Okay. That's fine. Mainly because I believe most of all the rules are just dumb. And is, but uh, I think some people would say the same about your church. Well, no, I'm <laughs> saying I'm saying even <laughs> even in even in the I grew up Baptist. There's a lot of just like unspoken rules of of being a Baptist yeah. that I think are just so dumb. That's uh, I agree. Totally I think that's why I why I've kind of transitioned to a kind of a non-denom more than anything. Uh, so what's funny is the non-denominational church has now become its own denomination. You know, <laughs> right. yeah, in a lot of ways. Does that make sense? Yeah, it's true. For sure. You ask somebody like I'm non-denominational, and <laughs> so, yeah. so why did you have to tell me that? <laughs> um, it's kind. Of, it's but, like being a CrossFitter. I have to tell you. See, <laughs> it, CrossFit. It, <laughs> all right. Uh, Zeth, that was for you. So, um, so I think about these. There's a few major denominations that you think about. There's Baptists, there's Lutherans, there's Presbyterians. You know, Mormons, those kind of Jehovah things. Witnesses. Okay, so I'm glad you said that because when you think about denominations, you think about these things that are in an umbrella. Like we just talked about, these things are in an umbrella of lifting. Mm-hmm. Right. When you get to Jehovah's Witnesses and Mormons. They are outside of the umbrella of what scripture says. Yeah. Okay. So yeah. they don't count to me as a denomination of the Bible. No. Of, no. of someone that is teaching biblical truth. And I, and I know that may be hard to hear for some people, but it's what I think. Yeah. Um, and we do our podcast, so I get to say what I think. That's right. Um, so, so don't they do still use the Bible, don't they? They just add to it. Like, for instance, the Book of Mormons is like the uh i guess the sequel to this to the new testament uh, to them to the to them it was written by a man you know and, and i don't want to get too far into this yeah but it's a whole new op- it whole is new topic. a topic it is a uh, whole different a whole podcast itself. it's a whole different book um and it takes pieces of scripture so sure. i don't know exactly how they would view it i probably should just talk to one of them and see yeah. but to me it is um they claim to be Christian, but they deny one or more of the essential truths of Christianity, mm-hmm. um, which would be like um, kind of like and you think about Islam and Buddhism and those kind of things. Those are completely different religions, not just denominations of Christianity. Christianity. Mm-hmm. And so yeah. it would be like Abrahamic. Yeah, it would be like power li- a power lifter or a crossfitter going. I want to be a dirt bike rider. You know, that's yeah. a completely yeah. different discipline. Or it's a like, cardiovascular athlete. I wasn't going to go there. <laughs> I, I had to. So, yeah. um, so you think about those things. Um, quickly, I'll run through just a couple of things that, like Joe, you said you haven't really looked into it. The Lutheran denomination is named after Martin Luther. It's based on his teachings, basically. Yeah. Um, Methodists are, are because of their methodology for Christianity. Um, their founders, John Wesley, Presbyterians are known for their view on church leadership because they take the word presbyter out of scripture and make eldership basically the way that they look at the church. Okay. Um, Baptist, clearly we get ours because we put our emphasis on baptism. Mm -hmm. And so that's a very broad stroke that I'm painting with, but that's basically the four major ones that you'll hear about Mm -hmm. as denominations. So what you run into is you think about these 
lifting techniques that we've talked about, all of these are doing under the umbrella of lifting. Right. These denominations, these four major ones that I talked about briefly, are under the umbrella of Christianity. Yeah. They take the essential truths of the gospel, and if you were to really get down to, and there are some bad apples in all of these bunches, of course, just sure. like in all of these lifting techniques, if you were to really get down to what do you believe about Scripture, what, you know, is it divine? Is it set apart? Is it holy? Exactly. All four of those people are going to tell you yes. Mm-hmm. What do you believe about salvation? All four of those people are going to tell you salvation comes through Christ alone, Right. period. Right. And so in those major disciplines of Christianity, they're going to get it right. It's how they interpret everything else that separates them. Mm-hmm. Okay, so gotcha. that's kind of how I view those things. Um, and there's pr- pros and cons to all of that, just like we talked about with the, the lifting techniques. Right. So I don't know. How do y'all see that? I, I love that. I mean, that's almost why I've, I've we gravitated towards the non-denoms, which, to be honest, most non-denoms that I've been a part of were just Baptist churches that left the Baptist organization. So they kept pretty much the same Baptist, I don't know, beliefs or whatever you want to call it. Um, but I, to me, it's always just about, like, do you believe in Jesus? Do you believe that Jesus did what he said he was going to do and that he did what he said he did? Blah, blah, blah. Do you believe the Bible's the uh, authoritative word of God? Right. Yes. Awesome. Great. So, yeah. I have no argument. Right. And so that's, I don't know. There's no, nowhere in scripture does it say we need to have denominations. And no. so that's kind of a, it's a man-made thing. Yeah. And so in that you can still have, and I'm going to get this right. You can still have diversity. Mm-hmm. under the umbrella of Christianity, but not disunity. Oh, yeah. That's and good. so whenever you, you think about denominations, are they in unity with Christianity as a whole, or are they causing disunity? Right. Um, um, yeah, that's good. So I, I think just like we looked at with our lifting techniques and all these different you know areas of lifting, there's still unity to it all. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's, it's still, there's still unity under the umbrella of lifting. Of course and weights and technique would you say like like what we talked about before with lifting too um sometimes you you switch lanes you go into different different Mm -hmm. categories sometimes i use uh primarily use powerlifting stuff but sometimes i'll do some crossfit stuff now do you do you view the same thing as far as uh christianity goes i i think that okay we'll just take joe because he's sitting here right and he said i grew up baptist but now i'm in the (laughs) non-denominational Right. Denomination. Non-denomination. <laughs> um, and so would you say Joe has switched lanes in that same metaphor? I, I don't think he's – it's it's less of – I don't know. It's less about switching lanes in Christianity because you have not switched God. You haven't, you haven't no. replaced him with something else. And so you can say, I guess, yes to that question. Yes, people switch lanes because they have a lot of people that will – have a church denomination as their childhood denomination. Right. And then as an adult, they choose something else, right. but God has always remained the same. Yeah. And so it's variations to that, I guess, within lifting and Christianity. Yeah. That's a great question though, because mm-hmm. you think about, and and I feel bad because sometimes churches get the idea that that denomination is different than us. Right. When sure. in reality, <laughs> we're not so different. Yeah. You know, we interpret pieces of scripture differently, but none of those pieces of scripture have to do with salvation or scripture exactly. in and of itself. Right. Right. You mean it's, y'all don't have gang wars against each other? 
Oh my goodness. No. <laughs> um, I'm sorry. So in you're going to go back to church history and during the time of the Reformation, definitely they had them. Of oh, sure, yeah. of course they did. And they had you so, know uh, going back, you know Orthodox versus non-Orthodox mm-hmm. in the Jewish religions. Yeah, you same know. kind of deal. Oh gosh. Yeah, yeah, it's and it's violent. Yeah. With them, mm-hmm. um, but even you know for our church history, you go back to the shouting matches and the wars that were fought over Christianity mm-hmm. um, because people interpreted scripture this way and they said, this is how it's got to be. Right. Yeah. And people died for it. And I'm, I'm okay with that because, you know, somebody would come in and tell me that you, if somebody were to come in and tell me I had to start looking at scripture in a way that I didn't agree with, mm-hmm. you better believe I'm going to dig uh-huh. my heels into the ground. Yeah, for sure. And so yeah. that's a good, that's a great question though. That. Fun fact for you, I'm in a fantasy football league with a bunch of dudes from my non-denomination church, and my team name is Non-Denomination Domination. (laughs) That's exciting. Say that five times. Non-Denomination Domination. Yep. That's my fantasy football team name. I see. I had a fantasy football uh, team, and every time I would call them the Sternoclado Mastoids. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Oh, man. And and people, what is, what that? is that? It's a muscle. Just, in just your Google neck. it. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> and now I have to show them what it is because yeah. you can yeah. actually pull those you up. Just, right, right. <laughs> so, it. do you have a fantasy football team name, Tyson? I, I do not. I have. I know next to nothing about Tyson football. Fo- fo- football is that brown ball. It's kind of like an oval <laughs> shape. Oh, is that the one they hit home runs with? Yeah, that's it. Nice. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. No football for you, Tyson. No. no. <laughs> do they have fantasy fighting? Not that I'm aware Not of. Yet. I, I bet I, they do. I, they probably do. I do know they they do oh, they like do uh, they do a lot of betting and stuff. Oh, you okay. know, On the fights, individual. There's, um, but I really don't dabble in that either. Okay, that's probably safer for your finances. Well, yeah, that's <laughs> the thing. I, I'm not a gambler by nature. Yeah. So. Me too. Neither. Me too. Neither. All right. Well, the biggest gamble I take every day is getting the truck. <laughs> yeah. Right. <laughs> Driving down the road. So. All right. Well, that's exciting stuff. Thank you guys for your input. Thank you for the knowledge about all these lifting techniques um, and a little bit about denominations. I know. Denomination domination. Denomination domination. (laughs) Should I name the episode that? I don't know. I kind of like uh, a power lifter, a bodybuilder, a strongman, crossfitter, walk into a gym. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Let's do it. All right. So... um, Hey, keep uh, sorry. Uh, keep giving us those reviews. We've had a couple of those pour in, so uh, I think maybe after this episode releases, we'll give it another week and then draw on the next one. Uh, and so, yeah, thank you for the five star, five star reviews. Yeah, we've had some nice ones come in. No, no, no one star, so that's good. Now give those two. I want to hear what you have to say. I haven't had no. Uh, yeah, I want. I want. Give us a reviews. five star. No, but give, then us give us honest reviews. But then in the description, tell us what you what you want us to tell. That's good. Okay, you can give us one. Give us honest reviews. I want an honest review. That's right. I'd rather you tell me what's wrong with it than what we like about 100%. it. That's the only way we can grow and fix it. I know. I'm just being dumb. Joe's li- Joe likes those five-star reviews. I he do. Does. He does. He feeds, cares a lot. Feeds right. me. Yeah. So uh, keep up the good work out there, and uh, thank you for listening. However you listen and however you watch, we are glad that you did. Don't forget to check us out on all of our social media platforms and check out the website, the Patreon page, and all the ways you can support us. Yeah, yeah. We're going to be putting up some uh, shirts for order. You can yep. order those. You can get with Joe and or any of us and check yep. it out. We would love to put one of these shirts on you so people can be yep. looking at it and saying it, the Progressive right. Overload Podcast. We're glad you joined us today, and until next time, we'll see you soon. Thanks for listening to the Progressive Overload Podcast. We're honored to be a small part of your day. 
If you have any questions, comments, concerns, or are interested in sponsoring our efforts, please feel free to reach out via email. Find us at progressiveoverloadpod at gmail.com. Don't forget to subscribe and follow our podcast so you'll be notified when our next episode drops. And as always, you can help us reach the masses by sharing our podcast with your friends and family. And then check us out on Facebook and Instagram to follow our own personal journeys and get an inside look on our day-to-day lives.